Welcome to Knowledgeable Aging. I'm your host, Jason Kotar. Joining us today to talk about Grateful New Year, how practicing gratitude and intentional living decrease stress and improves health is Dr. Dietrich Gorman. Dr. Dietrich, America's relaxation doctor, is a board-certified family physician who helps individuals discover ways to reduce stress and live a more fulfilled life. In addition to being a physician, Dr. Dietrich is an entrepreneur, speaking and author of Relaxed and Ready, a simple roadmap to reducing workplace stress and frustration and the adult coloring book, Relaxed and Ready, designed to reduce anxiety levels. Her newest book is Grateful and Ready Journal. The presented content does not provide or constitute medical, financial, or legal advice. The content is for information purposes only. Viewing or listening to the content does not constitute a physician-patient, dentist-patient, fiduciary-client, or attorney-client relationship. How are you doing today, Dr. Dietrich? Hi, thank you for having me, Jason. Nice to see you again. Yes, very I'm much. Looking, looking forward to this. This is our second yes. time together. So before we get started, for those joining us for the live webinar, if you have any questions, type your questions in. Time permitting, we will do everything in our power to get your questions answered. So Dr. Dietrich, I'm going to turn it over to you. Wonderful. Thank you so much. So um, again, this is our second time being together, and I'd just like to wish everyone a happy new year Absolutely. and a grateful new year. <laughs> <laughs> okay, here's the disclaimer. Okay, how practicing gratitude and intentional living decreases stress and improve your health. It's a long title, but for many people out there, 2020 was something else, and we need this extra information. So I want to start off by, by asking y'all, <laughs> is this you <laughs> or someone you know of, you know, just kind of grumpy and put out by everything? Or how about this? You know, is your life like chaotic, you know, of poor quality, stressful, all that stuff. But you know that there out there, there has to be more. Well, I'm just so glad that y'all are out here today and listening on this webinar. And, you know, even if you're on the replay or, or wherever you're listening. And thank you again, Jason, for having me back to talk with y'all. Um, but who am I? I know you read my bio, but I am a, actually a, a board certified family medicine physician. I'm practicing in West Texas, uh, an author and America's relaxation doctor. And I, I practice full scope family medicine. So, again, thank you for having me. Today, we're going to be discussing what does it mean to practice gratitude and why it's so important and what does actually intentional living mean? We hear a, talk, a lot of talk about that out there, how stress affects your health and how practicing um, intentional living and gratitude can actually improve your overall health and decrease your stress. First off, let's start talking about gratitude. We hear a lot about gratitude out there. And it's all about gratitude. Be grateful for this. Be grateful for that. Um, but it's showing your appreciation and expressing appreciation. And I was coming up with this definition and I came across a, a nice website um, and they talked about it and it really gave a succinct definition. And I really I, I just wanted to actually read it. Gratitude is being aware of and thankful for the good things that happen in your life and taking time to express appreciation and return kindness. And I really just love that definition. It just kind of sums up everything that I wanted to talk about. And so I'm actually going to share with you all six tips on how you can practice gratitude. This is one of my favorite ways. Um, tip number one, outwardly speak it, what you're grateful for, and then pause and be still. And just being there in the moment, just that thought of gratefulness comes over you. You can just smile and take a deep breath. And just, just let the time pass and soak it in. 
So, you know, outwardly speak it, just be joyous and truly appreciate it. And it actually sets off those beneficial hormones. Another big one is to pay attention. And what do I mean by that? We get so caught up in living day to day and just living, working, eating, repeat, you know, working, eating, sleeping, repeat. And we don't really stop and smell the roses. And a lot of us out there don't even know that there's a roses there. And so in your everyday moments, just look around, take in those moments, catch some fresh air, look at the sky, look at the trees, you know, look at a cute baby or a puppy and just smile and be grateful for that moment. You know, those kind of things that put a warm, you know, smile in your heart. And pay attention to those little things that happen to you. It doesn't have to be something so grand that just shakes your whole world, but just those minor things, a, a big thank you. And I'm willing to bet that on any given day, you know, I may be wrong, but I don't think I am. There's hundreds of things that you can actually take notice in and just show gratefulness for and appreciation for. And it's a matter of what you're putting your attention on to even see that it's there and something to be grateful for. An act of kindness. A random act of kindness is basically like a selfless act that you do on any scale for someone. It's given unexpectedly. Okay, without prompt or any type of ulterior motive. And anyone out there, you know, have y'all done any random acts of kindness? It's so fulfilling. And you'll, you'll feel grateful that you're able to be in a position to help someone. They'll be grateful for you that you're able to help them. And um, just a quick story. I remember when I was traveling to one of my uh, conferences, um, there was a young lady. She had one baby in arm, a stroller, and then a toddler. And she didn't realize that that was considered luggage. And so they wanted her to pay extra. But she was at her wit's end. She didn't have any money to pay for it. She had to get home. It was it was awful. So I'm like, you know what? Please just let me pay for it. And it just really just, you could just see how grateful she was. And so just something that was unexpected. I wasn't looking to go do it. But you could see another person in need. And why not help? It's not going to hurt anything, especially if you can afford to do it. And of course, it's not always money involved. It could be a service. Okay. <clears throat> The next one is to tell someone. Tell someone that you're you're truly grateful for them being in your life. And, you know, just, you know, expressing that emotion from the heart. It can be something as simple as that. You can even carry it like into the, uh, the work setting. You know, tell a coworker, you know, you're doing a good job. You know, they may be feeling down for that day. I'm really grateful that you're here doing this, this work. You know, you're doing a great job and thank you for your service. Boom, you know that expression of gratitude to someone else. And I mean, how would you feel if, you know, a friend or a loved one or even a coworker came up to you and said, you know, thank you for being here. Thank you for being in my life. It makes you feel good. And it's something minor, you know, it may not be minor to you receiving it, but it's just a small gesture just to tell someone that you appreciate them being in your life. And the thing is, you're not there to assume that someone is always going to be there. So don't wait. You know, if you're you're grateful for them now, don't wait until they're, you know, sick and ill and something's getting ready to happen. So, you know, express that gratitude for them now. Tell someone. The next one, number five, is actually not to engage in toxic gratitude. It's, so I'm not sure if anyone has heard that phrase before, but it's it's a phrase that's out there. And toxic gratitude is basically, I'll give an example. So we, we say express gratitude for, you know, all things, for everything. But suppose something, quote, horrible happens to you or someone you love. The next thing you know, you're smiling, you're trying to keep a good face and, you know, keeping up a good appearances. 
well, I mean, that's not okay. You know, there's an occasion to feel sad and to feel upset. And so toxic gratitude is when you're saying, oh, I'm grateful when you're not letting your true emotions go out. If something has happened to you and you're sad, you're a human being, you're allowed to express your sadness and your grief, even your anger, you know, and it's not saying, oh, I'm just grateful for it, but go through your human emotions, you know, go through your human emotions. Then after the healing is starting to set in, after things are starting to, to settle, maybe there might be something that you can, you know, pull from that situation or outcome that you can find something to be grateful for, you know, about it. So don't immediately engage in this time of gratitude because it's not beneficial. It's covering up how you truly feel as a human being and your emotions. So you're entitled to that. Okay. And, 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 and it's like, don't let other people say, oh, well, it could be worse, you know, go through your emotion. So that's what toxic gratitude is, is trying to be grateful for something you don't have to be grateful for at that moment in time. Okay. Um, the sixth way is actually to journal, Gr journal out your, your gratitude, break, break out that pen, break out that notebook. It serves as a reflection and a reminder, especially if you're feeling particularly down that way, but you don't have to be, you can, you know, if you're feeling great, that's something great to journal about. And it's a central place for you to document, you know, daily, if you choose to do it daily. And this is where you have to recall um, something um, grateful about, um, something that you've experienced during the day, how you felt, um, or just to kind of get your overall thoughts down about what you're, you're doing or you're feeling for that day. And, and actually, that's what journaling can do for you. So those are the uh, six suggestions I had about practicing gratitude. And I, I hope you'll take a few of those pointers. You know, I thought they were important. Um, just look into it. And I'm going to just now turn my attention to uh, att intention. So what is intentional living? You know, it means to live your life how you want it to live on purpose. It's living your life based on your beliefs, your goals, your values, and you're being more deliberate on how you deliberate on how you want to live your life. You evaluate your life and your situation, your current situation, and then you determine on what's working for you and what's not working for you. And then you make your adjustments. And life is about making your choices. Some some uh, choices may be more challenging than others. You know, that's what living is. But how do you start to live intentionally? And I'm actually going to discuss five tips and or suggestions on how you can begin to live a more intentional life. But um, first, I'll just briefly go over um, things that you can uh, be more intentional about. Your health, diet, finances, your spirituality, of course, being at work, family, um, relationships, your parents. You know, you can be intentional about that and also uh, giving and charity. And there's definitely more, and y'all can put those in the questions or the chat, but these are being more deliberate, where you can be more deliberate in your life. Um, the first tip is to just wake up, okay? Just wake up. You start your day off by waking up, by living intentionally from the moment you get up in the morning. And actually, you know, this could be considered a twofer, in my opinion, um, being grateful that you're waking up, <laughs> you know? Um, because this is definitely not something that's given to everybody. You know, there's a lot of people that won't get to wake up. And so from the moment you wake up, you get to set your day up in your mind how you want it to go. 
as soon as you get up. Visualize your day. Um, get that smile on your face. Take a deep breath. You know, get it moving. Get get those good vibes going. You know, thank you. I'm given another day. You know, let's see what I want to accomplish today. First, you make your bed, though. Have you heard of that before? Making your bed, setting your first intention is by making your bed. You're accomplishing something. You're looking at a neatly made bed before you leave in the morning. And when you come back, you're looking at a neatly made bed. You did something um, great. And it makes you feel good not to walk into a bedroom with a messy bed. It's like, ugh, you know. So you're starting off something intentionally. And this act is literally, uh, this act is actually literal and metaphorical. A neat bed, neat mind, you know, that kind of thing. And then after you make your bed, do your morning ritual, you know, exercise, meditate, pray, all that stuff, even exercise. But it just means waking up with that intention that today is going to be a great day. The second thing is, and it's very important, is to declutter your life, right? Oh, <laughs> oh boy. <laughs> Start with whatever you want, whatever area you want in your home, you know, even a particular area in your home, your workspace, a closet, a drawer. Um, I'm going to put it even out there, even toxic relationships, you know, declutter those, you know, get those out. You know, you want to have space for good things to come in, you know, being organized. So decluttering or removing unnecessary things will allow you to actually calm your mind, you know, decreasing that anxiety, improving your organization, improving your uh, functionality. It really kind of uplifts your mood when you're walking into a, a situation where things aren't just so haphazard, you know, and get rid of what's not serving you or your circumstances. So get it out of there. Uh, tip three for living intentionally is actually to practice gratitude. You're going to say to yourself, Dietrich, today I'm, I vow that I'm going to practice gratitude every single day. You know, I'm going to find something to be grateful for. I'm going to put my mind on that. I'm going to be intentional to look for things that I can be grateful for. And it really doesn't matter how big or small that it is. The fourth way is actually to find your purpose and then establish goals for your purpose. So this is a question that I can't answer. It's something that only you can answer for yourself. Being aligned with your true self your honest self and your authentic self. And why are you here? You know, what are your gifts that you have to share, your talents, your knowledge? You know, what do you want to put out there for others? And then this way, you can be intentional on formulating your day, your weeks, your months, your years, your goals, all this stuff, because you're basing on your purpose. You're going to live intentionally based on your purpose. And one of the quotes that I, I, I say in one of my posts on uh, uh, social media is that the biggest disservice that you can do is to just exist. So live, you know, don't go through life, go get to the end of your life saying, what did I do with my life? I didn't really find my purpose. I'm just existing. So I want to be intentional in finding out what my purpose is, no matter what it is. And aligning myself with that and then aligning my goals and my intentions for that and then expressing gratitude along the way and actually expressing gratitude for the, the setbacks as well because you learn from it. OK, and this is I mean, I really love this one. <laughs> so living your life with purpose, with your priorities in alignment with with uh, making it intentional the way you're living. 
Um, the fifth way I added in there is to uh, make your health a priority. Live intentionally by making your health a priority. And, you know, in my humble opinion, you know, if you could do anything you ever wanted to do, have anything you wanted to have, go anywhere you wanted to go, it would be a lot difficult, more difficult to fully enjoy it if you're not well. Um, life in general is going to be more of a challenge if you're not well getting around, you know, it still can be done, but it just may be more challenging to do that. And so by making your health your priority, setting your intention to live as healthful as possible and optimizing your nutrition, your body can respond. OK, so no matter where you are in your health journey, you know, even if you are fighting an illness, try and optimize that health your health and then realize that everything that you put in your mouth does have a metabolic consequence. So it's either going to be intentional eating something to help build you up or not. And it's going to be your choice. So please understand that. Make your, your body a, a priority, even moving your body. Okay. Even if it's just for a few minutes a day, even if you're paralyzed with one part, see if you can move something else, just get the help that you need to just try and move a little bit. So those are my uh, tips for intentional living. There's definitely more. Um, but now stress. OK, we know we got stress out there, right? We all are living our stress, stress filled lives. Um, there's so many different things that are out there. And some of the stresses that I just wanted to mention, definitely your health. We got COVID out there that's permeating every aspect of our lives and what we do, where we go and who we talk to and all that stuff. We got politics. Of course, that can be stressful. Um, family interactions finances, bills, work, and then even single relationships. Those can all be stresses in your life. And of course, you know, there can be more. And, you know, what happens to you when you're stressed? And we can acknowledge that we're living in stressful times. We're catching it, you know, some of us more than others. Uh, but it doesn't really have to be to our detriment. But some of the things, how, some of the ways, rather, how stress can, you know, affect us is, you know, all of these things that I'm, list, I'm listing. You just don't feel yourself when you're stressed out and not handling it very well. You just your soul kind of hurts. You just you just don't know how you got to this point where you're not thriving. That's what I want to say. You're not thriving. You have attitudes. You're more sarcastic, you know, negative outlooks on things, even addictions. In the physical sense, you have these more aches and pains, your headaches, you know, lowered immune system where illness can you know creep in. Depression, anxiety, you get more snippy, you get an attitude, you just kind of don't want to hear it, you know, especially if you're not managing it very well. You know, at work, poor productivity, you're putting things off. Uh, I just don't know how to handle this. As, as a consequence, you can make more mistakes, you know, safety issues for yourself and others. You know, can you imagine being in a, a profession where a decimal makes the the determination of life or death. I mean, a decimal, you know, if nobody's there to check you. And so um, it can be a safety issue that way, you know, being stressed and not being focused on what you're doing because you're worried about your stressors. Even work relationships can um, take a hit. So it's very imperative for us to find ways to better manage the stress and decrease this. And as our title implies, you know, I wanted to just bring this to light about what we've been talking about, about practicing gratitude and engaging in intentional living. Um, it can help decrease your stress. It can definitely help improve your life. It's not going to eliminate your stress, but it's going to help to better manage the stress that you do have.
or yeah, you do have. And so how can practicing gratitude and intentional living decrease your stress and improve your, your health? It's not just Dr. Dietrich saying it, I'm just not putting it out there, but people actually study this. And there's a particular uh, doctor, Dr. Uh, Robert Inman, he's a PhD, and he's actually a, a world leading uh, expert on this. He actually studies this um, on the effects of gratitude, physical health, psychological well-being, and our relationships. He's actually a professor in uh, California, I believe it's Berkeley. So, you know, have a chance to look him up. Um, he studied many individuals, different ages and, and whatnot. And uh, I'll just read a quote. The social benefits are especially significant because after all, gratitude is a social emotion. I see it as relationship strengthening emotion because it requires us to see how we've been supported and affirmed by other people. So practicing gratitude and intentional living, how can we do this? It can definitely lower your stress, decrease your blood pressure, decrease your pain, your improved immunity, blood pressure, better control, better sleep, and improved exercise. And all of these help, or excuse me, all of these are stemmed around managing your stress, right? Your body, your body gets back to its calm state. Okay, more of its homeostasis that way, um, making your uh, parasympathetic uh, more prevalent. Because when your parasympathetic uh, immune or excuse me, nervous system is out there, it signals to your body, I'm calm, I'm safe. You know, I can think. You know, uh, I can I can heal that kind of thing. And so when you're in a stressed out state, none of those things are happening because you're in a a life preserving. I got to get out of here and preserve myself mode. So being in that constant hyper hyper acute state for chronic a uh, chronic time isn't the best for you in the long run, especially physically or mentally. Psychologically, when you practice more gratitude and intentional living, you're more alert. You have up, upbeat optimism, more joyous. You're just more positive overall. In the social aspects. You know, you, you're able to forgive yourself for things, forgiving others. Your relationships improve, less isolation, compassion, and giving. And with all of these benefits, it's choosing actually where to place your attention on and being grateful for those moments that are involved in that. And that's what practicing gratitude and intentional living is. It, it doesn't mean that there's not going to be any, you know, adverse, you know, uh, activities in your life or challenges in your life. It doesn't mean that. It's just that you may be more resilient in handling them because you are practicing gratitude on some aspect and being intentional in your life on where you want to go and realizing that there are going to be setbacks, but it's not going to deter you from where you want to go. And that's what intentional living is. And so overall, it really, you know, it improves your, your, your confidence. You know, it, it gives you that sense that, OK, despite things that are going on, it's going to be OK. I'm confident. Um, this is what is important to me. You're prioritizing what's important to you. You're being deliberate on what you're doing or what you're thinking, you know, how you're acting, how you're going about your day. And it actually shifts your mind and restructures your thinking because you're you're kind of in that pathway that, yes, things are going on in my life. I'm having I can have some setbacks. I can have some, quote, bad moments. I can have some good moments, but it's not shifting the way where I want to go. 
And then hence that way, it's going to improve your mood because, again, it's going to say, yeah, this is where I want to be. This is where I'm going. And it's going to be okay. How do I really get started? I mean, I know you've got the six steps, the five steps for the intentional living, but how do I just get started? Baby steps. Okay. I think the baby, the first baby step is to just start observing your life. Like I was saying, pay attention, you know, and looking at the, looking at how things are happening to you in your life, you know, no matter where you are, where you go, even if you're driving in the car, you know, just looking around, seeing things, there's so many things out there that you're not even looking at, you know, of course, keep your eyes on the road, but that might not be the best example, but, you know, just, you know, walking into your door, you know, looking at that plant there, you know, just looking at different things and, and just imagining and and realizing that that thing is placed there that, you know, maybe no one is paying attention to, but it actually offers some type of beauty. So just being aware of your surroundings and your situation is definitely, uh, the, I think, the probably the first way that you can start to uh, be more grateful about things. Um, you can actually look at, you know, where you are right now in your life and then what you have, even if it's not something that you, you're feeling that, you know, this is what I want to have. You can put it to the, to the sense that, you know, there's a lot of people out there that don't even have, you know, this plate to eat out of. I'm grateful that I even have something to eat from, you know, they don't, people don't have a meal out there. I'm so grateful that I can open my refrigerator and have choices for food. Something as simple as that, you know, and it's actually quite profound because a lot of people don't even have that. So if you want to look at it from that standpoint, just start off from your basic living necessities and being grateful for that, that you can, you even have that. So that's that's one way just to, to get started is just to pay attention for the small things that you even maybe take for granted. I can go walk into my house and flip on the light switch. A lot of people got to use candles just to light their way. So those kind of things, just your everyday living, you can just start off from that that standpoint. Yeah. So Dr. Dietrich, as a practicing physician, what type of a mindset shift have you seen from individuals from pre-COVID to where we are today? Um, a mind shift uh, set as far as um, how how they've they've they're, mentally they're handling um, where we were pre-COVID to where we are today, the fact that vaccine is now present and people kind of are seeing the light at the end of the tunnel. What are you seeing with individuals as far as how they're handling this mentally? So I'm seeing a, a couple of different things. Um, there's some people out there who feel that it's still like not real, it's not too bad, you know, even though they're seeing a lot of deaths or whatnot because they're not being uh, personally affected. And so there some people with the mindset of like, you know, why is everybody so upset about it? You know, it, it's nothing. To the other standpoint, you know, I have a person who lost her mom and dad within a couple of days from COVID and how grateful she is that there's a vaccine out there now, grateful that she is living right now, and then that um, she can help other people to make sure to get access to like the vaccine. I'm seeing both kind of mindsets towards it. Um, one thing is that for sure, most people are ready to get on and move on so they can they can go back to their quote normal lives. I can't quite say that we're ever gonna have a normal life like we used to know it. You know, we're definitely gonna be more aware of, you know, how we're interacting with people. Even if everybody gets the vaccine, um, you know, we're gonna be more aware of how we're speaking with people, how close we are getting to people, um, you know, uh being more I guess, clean, washing our hands, that kind of thing, being more safe and intentional that way. 
uh, trying not to expose ourselves. So I see that a lot um, as well. I see people actually who, you know, we, we talk about we need to wear a mask and whatnot. Again, some people are taking that seriously. Some people aren't taking it seriously. Some people are like wearing your mask, you know, down there. So I'm like, what is that going to do? Um, some people are being more dogmatic about it. You know, if they see someone without wearing their mask, they're really kind of in their face. So there's, unfortunately, there's kind of always two extremes to that, you know, this whole COVID thing. Um, as a doctor, and I see people coming in, um, thank goodness, for, for the most part, people that I'm interacting with, they're definitely being very mindful of how they're uh, perceiving this, uh, this, this uh, virus and trying to protect themselves and their family. So I do see that. I'm thankful for that. Yeah. So this is your third book. I know one was a coloring book. Um, what inspires you to keep writing? What inspires me to keep writing is just to get information out there to people, just to see if they can help someone else. Um, you know, of course, I have my stressful moments and whatnot, but I came to that one breaking point that I just didn't want to live my life like that anymore. And so that's that's the main thing that inspired me. Uh, with the coloring book, I love coloring. That's one of my great stress reducers. So I came up with a coloring book. Um, journaling is also great because I've always, I've not necessarily had a book to journal in, but I've always, always had like a little notebook or paper where I can just write down the things that I'm thinking of that day. And what I really love, I found some old stuff from like college. I went back to college and I looked at it before I even went to medical school. And I'm like, wow, look at where I've come. Look at how I've changed. You know what I mean? And so that's what inspires me just to keep improving myself. But then hopefully I can just share some tidbits with some other folks to see if that can help them improve themselves as well. I did speak about uh, practicing gratitude and how journaling is um very beneficial for practicing gratitude and intentional living. And it just so happens that I actually created a journal and it's actually an Amazon bestseller. It's called Grateful and Ready, a reflective journal to fill your soul. And just a tidbit, according to the National Science Foundation, the average person has about 12,000 to 60,000 thoughts per day. That's a lot of thoughts, right? And of those 12 to 60,000 thoughts, 80%, that is eight zero, are negative. Isn't that something? Negative thoughts. Yeah. And 95 of those negative uh, thoughts are repetitive. And journaling is actually a tool to help you restructure those uh, negative thoughts, you know, have more positive thoughts, being deliberate that you want to improve your life through positivity and intentional living. And I'm not saying that journaling is just going to solve every problem that you've ever had, but it is going to get your attention uh, focused on the positive aspects of your life and improving them and then reflecting back on them, especially in those times where you may be feeling down or not feeling expressly grateful for that day. So it is like a reflection. And that's what journaling does as well. It's a release. It's a release of what you're feeling for that day or whatnot, as well as where you want to go. So I encourage you, you know, you can um, take a look at my journal. I appreciate that. And um, if you want to go even further, I have a bundle that includes a, a pen, two pens, my footies, my, my mm -hmm. mug, and my essential oils. And you can definitely find that at my store.
for you all out there who, who are listening and, and love this information, I've actually created a webinar myself. You know, 2020 was definitely something else for all of us. And I want us to start off 2021 with new, bigger, a different uh, mindset, you know. And so I've incorporated this, this webinar called MyAmazing2020.com. Uh, you can go to that website. That's M-Y-A-M-A-Z-I-N-G-2021.com. And it's the five tips on how to, how to have an amazing uh, 2021. And I'll just share with y'all some thought-provoking um, thoughts, some uh, mind-shifting thoughts that can actually think, get you to thinking about your life and how you want to live it and how you interact with different people. And then for all of y'all out there, before we end, y'all want something free right now, you can definitely download this free ebook, 50 Ways to Treat Yourself Well. This goes along definitely with intentional living because you want to make you your priority. Okay. So that's 50 ways to treat yourself, yourself well.com. That's 50 W A Y S T O T R E A T Y O U R S E L F W E L L.com. And this is how you all can get a hold of me, Dr. Dietrich Gorman. You can email me at drdietrichg at drdietrichg.com. That is d-r-d-e-i-t-r-i-c-k-g at drdietrich.com or visit my website, the way it's spelled, drdietrichg.com. Um, follow me on all social media at drdietrichg, d-r-d-e-i-t-r-i-c-k-g. Um, I have my America's Relaxation Doctor in a Calm Mind is a Receptive Mind. Um, it's actually exactly how it's, it sounds. Um, my email is drdietrichg at drdietrichg.com. So it's getting over my name. <laughs> you can just know my name, D-E-I-T-R-I-C-K-G, and put a doctor in front of it. There you go. <laughs> Very good. And you're active on and, you, and you're active on all the social media, LinkedIn, Instagram, YouTube, Twitter, Facebook. So yes. Very good. Well, as far as knowledgeable aging, you can find our webinars on our website, also on our YouTube page. We update that four to five times a week. I encourage you to subscribe. If podcasts are your thing, you can find us on Spotify, iTunes, etc. Till next time, I'm your host, Jason Kotar, and this is Knowledgeable Aging.